With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, volleyball fans, the Omaha Supernovas season has officially kicked off. And you can secure your single match and season tickets at supernovas.com. The Supernovas roster includes Olympians, NCAA national champions, and All-Americans. Witness world-class talent and a fan experience that is second to none at the Supernovas next match on February 3rd versus San Diego at the CHI Health Center with first serve at 6 p.m. Central Time. Join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country and see your major league volleyball team, the Omaha Supernovas. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no blog, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> get mad. We can go get in the portal and go to another podcast. You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. Go Big Red indeed. No block, no rock. Season 4, episode 25. Coming at you from the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room, as always. Guys, real quick, let's go around, talk about the drinks that we are drinking. I walk into the brewery. I am looking at all of the different beers that they have on tap. I see that one of them is new, and it's called Middle Child. And I said... That's me. I am a middle child. I am treated as such. And I am a redhead on top of that. Yeah, ginger so, middle yeah, child. Just, oh, it's just, dude, I've Life been, has been tough. God huh? hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, I am drinking this. Um, you know, you didn't really tell me what it was, but I'm getting, it's like a, a wheat-ish yeah. IPA. Like, tell it, the people what the middle child is besides me. It is a hoppy or American wheat. It's not hoppy. And Connor. Connor is a middle child. I'm also a middle child. Yeah. It's funny. So it's actually uh, somewhat named after me, um, but American wheats are a very neglected. You do look like an American wheat. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> American wheat. I'm white. from the Midwest, dude. We grow wheat here. look like an American wheat. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I just, Mike, I just no, 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 no. You know, I feel says. like we should stop. Mike, explain. Listen, <laughs> it looks white. It looks green. <laughs> anyway, know. it's been dark outside for days. There's been no sun. Hey, the sun came out today. Yeah, it's it did. 50 oh degrees, thank God. God. Thank God. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, so um, American wheats are like a very neglected style. So I don't know who came up with the name, but they're like, well, middle children are neglected. We should call it middle child. And so I wasn't here when it got named. They made, like, they called me. And they were like, hey, is it okay if we call this middle child? Are you going to be upset? And I was like, you no, be what? I, I don't get it. And they're like, no, we're making fun of it because you got neglected yeah. and the beer style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, now I'm offended. Yeah, and like, you, you, you act, I would have just ran with it. Yeah, and look, um, I don't know if my mom's watching. I, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> but not after the description you gave for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this middle child beer is dedicated to you, mom. Yeah. It is, it's a really good beer. Like it's I, very good. Yeah, I, I say hoppy American wheat. It's not hoppy. It's a really, really good American wheat. 
All right, get into what you're. Uh, Pils- you are. Yeah, it's a right. Pilsner. Let's go to our special guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just go, right let's away. Go just hitting it. Caleb, right. what do you got in your glass? I believe this is called Ale Storm. That yes. is nailed it. I wanted something to look like I've been hydrated, not nearly as hydrated as whatever cider you're drinking. That is, That's uh, probably a good game. That isn't is a good game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, this this is this is nice and I, because it's for the the storm chasers, right? Yeah, stir it up. Yeah, so so it it definitely tastes like something I can have at a ballpark. Yep. Oh yeah, it tastes sure. like something I should have in Memorial Stadium. Mm. Oh wow, Trev! Hey. Ding 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 ding. Huh? Let me call up TK Two Phones. Yeah, see what yeah, he's up to. Yeah. Yeah. TK Two Phones, make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> TK Two. That's Tyler Kai, by the yeah. way. Oh yeah, I love Tyler. Yeah, yeah. he's a good yeah, guy. Tyler's dude, a good dude. Dude's freaking yeah. awesome. He's awesome. Does, does he let you call him TK Two Phones? Or is that just us? That's you, probably just you guys. You should yeah. just drop it to him one time. I feel like I'm a lot more professional with him. It's fair. Yeah, well, yeah. he came to yeah, my tailgate. No one has ever so. accused us of being professional. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he knew what he was getting into. He came to my tailgate and he's like, "This is awesome." We bust out the flat top. We were doing fillies and stuff. Oh yeah. And he has no hat, just like you. And you, it's freezing outside. You guys have no freaking real coats on, no hats on. What, no, what no, are no. We doing? I, I had a real coat on. That is real, not that a real not, coat. It was not a fashionable coat. That is a heavy, warm coat that I had on. And the reason I wasn't wearing anything cap? on my head was because I typically have a man bun and I wasn't about to ruin the game day look before I even got oh, in the stadium, okay? Man. Can't ruin the look. I, I got to look good while I'm up there it's in the, uh, the old media box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. No, he's, not really. He's, he's, he's <laughs> two he's, guard all day, baby. You talk about being professional, come to work with a rat tail. I don't know how to feel oh about that. Oh, my God. That. A rat. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it doesn't. No, we don't go out the back. It, That's it fair. goes up top. That, I'm out of my element there, so I'll just take your word for it. Have you ever considered the mullet? God, no. Would you? No, no. <laughs> what if it was for, like, charity? Ooh. You know, F that charity. <laughs> like, 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 you don't even name a charity. No. No. <laughs> and the Caleb Henry charity for middle children. Yeah. yeah. I, it just goes to me and Jared. And even more likelihood. Right. That, like, how, what's the anti mullet? How do I just get the money to, go, like, away you, from you guys? You go long in the front and short in the no, back. No, here's the thing it'd, it'd be, it'd be mullets. The comb over. <laughs> it'd be mullets for charity. He would show up. And literally just shave it in front of us. <laughs> like, damn, Caleb! Look like a, like a vaudeville villain. Yes. <laughs> Josh says a, a French braid would be the opposite of a mullet. So. Oh, I'd love to French. Like, the thing is, I can't braid. I've tried with my daughter's hair, and I just can't. My wife makes fun of me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I tried to braid it. And she's like, "Yo, you didn't. No, you made a bird's <laughs> no. nest, actually. Well, no, you did try. Right. That, that, that part's accurate. Yeah, that, that is accurate. Here's the thing. Now, I mean, are you supposed to know how to do that? Is that supposed to be As a girl dad, something? I think I think you need yeah. to learn that. Like, okay, like, that's fair. Like, can you fair. braid? Well, my my daughter's hair is not long enough right. to braid. I'm working on the the single pony right now. I'm yeah. in that stage of life. Oh yeah. So how how old is she? She's like 20 months old. Okay, so yeah. She'll grow into two. bluey. By the way, like, yeah. She'll definitely start to get bluey a lot more. Yeah. Um. No, I was very good at hair then. As a matter of fact, like I had to take my daughter to work this afternoon before I came here and that it is a bun and it is straight on top. And my oh, wife yeah. is like, why is it? Why is it so high? Why and you're is like, it, look at me. Why is it on top of her head? And I was like, 
Where, where is this supposed to go? Like, <laughs> like, like, I can see her. The hair all comes together right here. That was probably looked like really explicit with my hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> Turn butter over there. <laughs> but, like, it, it just, I pull her hair up, and it goes into a bun. Like, that, that's it. And then it stays out of her face. That's goal, that's goal one, right, with a mm. kid? Because they're going to have enough other crap that they're trying to eat or just, like, shove into their face. Just constant. Yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. All, all the touching. Just keep it out of their face. Yeah. Successful. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the vacuum cleaner hack? I yes. Have, I have, have you tried, tried that one? No, which I, her I hair haven't. Is long enough. I haven't, but like I kind of want to. Yeah. But I also know how dirty and just garbage our vacuum cleaner is. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. like we're going to have to buy new before we try that. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's fair. Hey, the shop back from the garage worked <laughs> just fine. <laughs> like, what do you got? So I did start my evening with the best beer on tap here, the EOS Hefeweizen beer. Fantastic beer. Uh, but I did switch a good game, a little bit lighter. You know, it's it's just such a chuggable beer when you're sitting here talking about a microphone. So, yeah. yeah. Especially at a game day, you know. Maybe if this beer's candle, it'll be at the, the tailgate beer of the year. That's all I got to say. KB, what you got? I'm drinking the EOS Hefeweizen. I can't get off of it. Honestly, it's I haven't best. had anything else. It's the in like best two months beer on tap here. Have you had that one yet? I don't. Next, we, hey, maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Like it's How been m- a long time since I've been back in That's here. That's true. I know it's been like a year ish. Easily, yeah, it's been yeah. At, yeah. Least. at least a year. At, at least, least a year. Yeah, yeah. We gotta. We have to bring our guests back, especially the ones we like. So you're yeah, back. we like no, you. We're good. <laughs> we like you. That's great. Did you bring your punch card? Uh, uh, for appearances on MBNR? No, I just oh, I just well. assumed you guys took care of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to the secretary. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, all our listeners, all our watchers, please come to the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room in La Vista, Nebraska, six eight one two eight. Connor, help me out. World class in every glass. All right. Now over the weekend, my favorite NFL team, the Ravens, played the Chiefs. Um, I just want to get this out the way. Way to get in front of it. <laughs> I, a couple weeks ago, maybe even a couple months ago, I had said, you know, the, the Chiefs, they, they've lost the mystique. Mm-hmm. They've lost the, the luster, right? The aura is gone. Wrong. Wrong. You had to know that they were going to figure it out. They got freaking Mahomes. Um, as a Ravens fan, I just want to say, um, Kelsey teabagged you all first half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm watching him the whole game. Didn't chip him once, didn't touch him once in the field of play. Afterwards, you know, when the jabber jaws after the play's over, sure, sure, guys. Fucking Ravens. <laughs> the time of possession disparity, first down after first down after first down. Uh, defensive line got worked in the first half. Uh, Zay Flowers melts down twice on one drive. The moment he pushes the dude on the ground, I said, you're going to get flagged. Yeah. Lo and behold, Fumbles at the one-yard line. Anytime you fumble at the one-yard line, you don't deserve to win. They just played stupid. Did you not? You forgot the third phase Yeah, of the that. third. Yeah. When he yeah. threw his helmet and hit something and then damaged, cut his finger. Cut his finger. Yeah. Like, you need those to catch footballs. Um, Allegedly. They played so... <laughs> Shaq Griffin did it. <laughs> played so fucking stupid. Now, the, part of the reason why I love the Ravens is because they're kind of... They're that team. You watch them, they're kind of dirty, you know? I like it when it's working, when they're winning. It's kind of cool. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But when you keep getting flagged and you're losing, quit playing so freaking stupid. 
I'm not a Ravens fan, and I was like screaming at the TV after that. Yeah. So hours play. Yeah. Do, do you feel worse than Detroit fans though? No, no you should no. not. Don't you? Why are you even thinking about this? There's no way in hell you feel worse Lions, than Lions. the Lions fans do right now. Because the Ravens will be back. Dude, I seriously, the Lions you. won't be. I'm just sick of the whole Lamar. Like Lamar's got to get his damn ring. He ain't never gonna get a he, ring. He deserves one. He why, deserves I, I do believe. He why, does. why does he deserve one? I think he's a generational quarterback. Absolutely, two-time MVP, baby. Yeah, two-time MVP. He needs I mean, the damn the, ring. Okay, you say generational quarterback. Yeah. So oh, what is sure. that? How many quarterbacks are there in a generation, I guess? Like, what, what does that term even mean? A generate, mm. like, he's really good? Because I, what's the generation he's playing with? I think, Ooh. as far as Lamar Jackson goes, I think generational for him is there are, if there are more than one, there aren't many QBs playing with a skill set like Lamar Jackson. So has. are you saying he's a generational talent? No, I'm saying a it's generational just, QB. Okay, just check it. I think he's both. Yeah. He's a generational quarterback. And a generational talent. Yeah, there are. He's there a unicorn when it comes right to right a player. Have Dude, a skill set like yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's phenomenally good. But when you say someone's generational, that means there's no one else like him. In what a, a ten year span, ten year span, fifteen year span, no one else as good as him can can do anything like he does. Because you you had the end of the Tom Brady era. Sure. You had Aaron Rodgers before he went psycho. Yeah, that was like what twenty years ago, <laughs> five. Um, and then you've had Patrick Mahomes on top yeah. of everyone else who's who's still been pretty good. I would Peyton, say Mahomes is generational too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. But again, in, you're in, you're looking at two different. Like I'm comparing it based on skill set. Mm-hmm. Like there there is. I don't think I can name a quarterback in the league right now that has the same skill set and the the focus on those skills like Lamar Jackson. Like that mobility, the ability, or a way to read defenses. Obviously, we didn't see that a whole lot in this Chiefs game. Um, the interception and a triple coverage was hurtful. Listen, th- if you um, put Justin Herbert on the Ravens, they're in the Super Bowl right now. I have heard this argument so I much, mean, and I have nothing but respect for Justin Herbert, um, but Justin Herbert's no. mobility is nowhere near Lamar Jackson's. That, that first touchdown, that 30-yard bomb to Zay Flowers. Yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert isn't doing that. No. Josh, he ducks Josh, that tackler? Josh Allen can do that. Jo- yep. Josh Allen would have run through him. He's not ducking him over his shoulder and spinning around and dumping a 30-yard ball. Okay, so corner. he runs through him and then he ducks it. Like, like what do you want? I, yeah. Again, that's still a different skill Caleb, set, right? Caleb, I watch... The, Lamar the Jackson is... Mobility is Lamar Jackson... Ah, damn it. We're going to get a whole thing. The other thing, too, their play calling sucked ass. They ran 70%. It was terrible. 70% of times on first down, they freaking pass. You're not supposed to do that with Fear the Ravens. Yeah, I didn't realize they hired Whipple. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> when, when did they hire him as an analyst? Kill me. <laughs> After he got fucked <laughs> from the rest. <laughs> Listen, the, Lamar is... By the, the way, that's the last time I was in here. We were talking about Whipple getting run over on the <laughs> sideline. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. Good notes, because uh, Mickey put a hit on, on yeah, Whip. Yeah, Mickey yeah. put a hit. Hit yeah. on yeah. Whip. <laughs> hit on Whip. Carried around in a wheelchair. <laughs> Listen, for Lamar, it's you watch him, and I know it's, it's a cop-out answer, but he is the ultimate eye test quarterback. You can't look at his numbers and go, whoa! You watch him, and... 99% of the time, unless he's playing the damn Chiefs, he makes everybody else that's at the top of their game, like the top 1% of athletes in the world, look like me. That's what he does on a week-to-week basis. He makes Until professional athletes look like me. Until oh, for sure. And, and, and I'm not, I can't even yeah, argue that. You can't, no. And like, but we, he's still MVP. I had an argument, not even an argument, just a discussion about, okay, who would you rather have in the playoffs, Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. You don't Lamar. say Dak. Lamar Jackson. You don't say that. I said Lamar. Okay. So, but I'm just saying, like, it was a question. I'm like, well, I really have to think Wait, about it because they, they both are 
Did you say regular the, season quarterbacks? Did you say yeah. in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs? In the playoffs. Oh well, I know Dak's playoff record, so I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dak would be the the. Yeah, we just went immediately. Uh, who does Dak play for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does not matter. It it we're not going to take him. And my thing is, I would absolutely take. So I'm a I'm a Bears fan. Bears. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So are they keeping Fields? Uh, we'll get uh, okay. Let me let me do this first. Let me do this first. So I would absolutely take. Uh, I would take Lamar. Every day and twice on Sunday. I think he's he's a phenomenal talent. I don't I don't think there are he's top five in the league easily. Sure. It, if not top three on on any given week. Um and so many weeks he's the best quarterback in the league. Like like there are just weeks that he does that. Mm-hmm. But when we say generational talent, that means there is absolutely nobody you can replace him with on a team and get that or better results. And I just don't think he's that guy that you cannot have the Ravens results or better with 10 other quarterbacks in the league. So let me ask you I feel you like this. 10 is high. So you use Tom Brady as your example. Well, I was just saying like where you were generational because yeah. you had the end For, of Tom Brady. Yeah. But I was just wondering, cause like how many generational quarterbacks are in the NFL then? Yeah. That's my question is yeah. like how much, how many is it? Are there, Two, depending on like how old guys are, yeah. is it three at any given time? Like when, because when we say someone is generational, and this isn't just the the NFL, like we we can talk about it for Nebraska. Like what what is Dylan Riola to Nebraska? Is he a generational quarterback? He's a generational talent at the moment, but right. he hasn't played. Right. No, no, no. But like yeah. like his potential, right. he he can potentially be generational for Husker fans on like yeah. what he can bring to the to to Lincoln and what he can do for the team. But ultimately, what does that mean uh, for for any league, any team in the the span of, especially for something like the NFL? There's it's a finite amount of players. Sure. Does generational like can there be five generational quarterbacks in the league so, at the same time? I think and maybe I I use this. If you think about it. I use this analogy a lot, uh, especially on this podcast. Um, the Supreme Court defines pornography. It's like <laughs> I, I can't define it, but I know no, it when, when I see I it. See it. Um, I've and, never seen it, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saint, these eyes are pure. Um, but again, I, that's how I define generational. So mm-hmm. uh, again, I don't think it's a one QB at a time thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like obviously, Patrick Mahomes is generational. Nobody is ever going to doubt that. But there are more than just Patrick Mahomes. I think oh, Lamar sure. Jackson is absolutely on that level. Not yeah. like on Patrick. Mahomes. I'm not calling them equals. Um, but I would say that he still crosses into that generational aspect. I think Josh Allen could get there. I think he's like right on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Like he's just below it. But there's a lot of QBs in the league right now. I mean, we go back, you know, 10, 15 years and you've got Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, all these guys. Those At are generational QBs. Yeah. 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 So We're all Hall of Famers. I, I can't yeah. define generational, right. but you know it when you see it. Right. I The way I would look at a generational, because you have your, your guys that are all pro, you have your guys that are going to be Hall of Fame. For me, someone being generational is they're that one or two guys within any given amount of years mm-hmm. that you know there are there are eight Hall of Fame quarterbacks playing right now. Two of them might be generational. Like like they're the, to me generational is that level above. Like they're guaranteed into the Hall of Fame, but it's like if the Hall of Fame had a Hall of Fame, like yeah. you know it's like that guy changing the right. shape. So of like sport. Peyton Manning, yeah, gotcha. So right now, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, he's, he's so like Ben Roethlisberger is. A Hall of Famer, but he's but not he's not. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Would, yeah, and I think I think Lamar is that where we kind of distinguish between generational. Do you go to like era defining below that? 
Because I think Ben Roethlisberger helps define an era of the NFL. Yeah. I think he's certainly in that category, but maybe not generational talent. Right, yeah. I think there, there's a difference. Like, you can do, you can be era-defining, like, let's say, like, Tim Tebow does, did some things that just for for the sport of football were, were era-defining from where he went at Florida and then maybe changing some positions, beating the Steelers with, with, with the Broncos <laughs> in, in yeah. overtime. That like, wild. like, there are certain things that, like, guys can be era-defining in different ways. Sure. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. like the 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 catches he's able to make, but like mm. he he's definitely not a generational receiver. Right, he could have been though. He, that's the thing. Like there are some yeah. of these guys that like they could have been, and that brings me back to like Dylan Raiola. He has that in front of him, mm-hmm. like those type of things that he can be, but now he has to get here and do that. Yep. Like like there's those yeah. types of things. It's like there there's there's generational talent, and then there's doing it and being like right now. Patrick Mahomes is that generational quarterback. There's the talent, but we haven't seen like Lamar's won the MVPs. He had to just not implode on Sunday, and then he was he would have ha- put himself in a position to go okay, yeah, now he's the dude. Because winning MVPs is great. Like everyone wants to line it up when you do um, like like a, a, an MJ and LeBron type of comparison. Sure. Like you start, okay, what are the MVPs? MJ didn't need to win a single MVP to be that guy. Like like so, MVPs are great, but those are over the course of the season. What are you doing when it comes down time to win a championship? And that's and where Le- it's Lamar, tricky. And Lamar's not it's doing tricky that. though because no, Lamar doesn't no, play sure. defense. Like Lamar didn't. And play he, defense. The they, defense they didn't throw into triple coverage. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I know. I was saying that defense, though, couldn't cover a cough like see, half the game. But so. here's the other. I was also going to say Lamar can't, you know, like Giselle. He did catch said, his own pass. Yeah. Though. Giselle in like <laughs> what, 2015, my husband can't throw and catch the ball at the same time. Lamar did that. He's yeah. Like, so <laughs> Giselle, maybe take a break. Heinrich Harburg did that this year. Yeah. Yes. He did. <laughs> so generational? Is Heinrich Harburg generational? <laughs> Ultimately, we are trying to decide is Heinrich Harburg a generational talent at the University of Nebraska? I would, I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> generational. Have been asking. Swiss Army Knight. But potentially next generational, if you look at it, is he still dating Harper Murray? Yeah. As but, far as we know. Yeah. Potentially, Heinrich Harburg is potentially working on next generational Husker. Yeah. No. The Matt Rule breeding program. (laughs) Yeah. Go find an athlete. We're not quite going full Soviet era. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not do that. I didn't say say I was doing it. Oh my god. Hey, you know you brought up. Yes, I'm. I'm getting away from the Ravens talk. Jesus. Thank God. By the way, I I want. I want the. I want the Bears to keep Justin Fields. Trade the number one pick. Have multiple um, picks in the top ten, and then try for that first round pick. Try to get multiple firsts out of it. Yeah, that's probably the okay. I don't think he's totally the problem. To that point. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you, you can go get a quarterback. Let's say they're a generational talent. Man, they're not doing squat with the Bears team right now. That O-line. <laughs> Poverty. The, the wide receiver. Poverty, Poverty franchise. franchise. Put, put, put Lamar Jackson there. Put Patrick Mahomes there. Put <laughs> prime Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, whatever you want. That Bears team ain't doing anything right now. Seven and nine. So seven who, and ten, whatever. They can't block. Who is your dream first pick for the Bears? Dream first pick? I don't want them to have the first pick. No, no, no. Like, uh, the, dr- the first pick the Bears make. Dream first pick is they friggin' trade it. So I don't know. The first pick they make. So what? So, so what? Somewhere like... Or a position, maybe. So if they trade it, they're going to trade down. What are they going to be at? Like, 7-8 for, for their Nine. first pick? They'll still be top 10. They got to fix that O-line. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, they got to fix that O-line. And, and I think you, you have a quarterback right now that you can survive with. He's not gonna. He's not gonna break anything for you. But what that means is, when it comes time to re up his contract, 
you're not breaking the bank to keep him. Like, because he's not going to be that guy. But I think he can be a poor man's Josh Allen. Like, I think Justin Fields can do that. Like, he, he can run the ball a little bit. He can spin it a little. Like, he, he's not never going to go out and just break all the records with what he does. But if you're the Bears right now, you're looking for someone that can be competent. But put all the pieces in there, and then maybe once you have all of those pieces, you go grab someone in free agency. Like, you, you bring somebody in because there's a lot of those guys that have started to bounce around the league we've seen a lot more because some of these franchises go, oh, we've got it. We've got a Brock Purdy in San Francisco. We, we don't need the, these other guys that we brought in. L.A. starts trading a quarterback. Detroit trades court. Like, those guys start flying all over the place. There will be someone available in free agency. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So, so shore up the rest of the team. Like, get a lot of these guys in there. Maybe you catch, some, catch lightning in a pan with, uh, with Justin Fields, but then maybe you just go and get somebody out of free agency. As but, but also, you, you can get a decent quarterback in the third or fourth round a lot of times. Yeah. Brock Purdy was literally the last quarterback, or not the last quarterback, the Mr. last pick. Yeah. yeah. Miss Terry Rowland. He's going to the Super Bowl. Like, you can find somebody in the draft. You don't need to spend a first rounder on him. Spend it on, on capital that you're sure you're going to be able to build with. Mm-hmm. Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. Uh, that, that's no. the answer. He's coming to the Colts. Thank you. Yeah, well, um, right. That, to that point, as a Colts fan, can I ask the Bears just for one favor? Stay the hell away from Gardner Minshew. Okay. I want him back. Deal. I want him back so bad. All right. yeah. Well, he's going to have to because Anthony Richardson's not going to play more than three games. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mike's a Jags fan. I'm just like Trevor Lawrence. He's, he's a Trevor Lawrence stan. Yeah. yeah Generational really quarter. Speaking hey, of- he loved Blake Bortles, okay? <laughs> no. Leave him no, alone. Blake Bortles is actually a really cool guy. I actually guy. loved Blake Bortles. Yeah, yeah that was a dude. Rip, rip six, baby. <laughs> okay, this That's is a Nebraska a, podcast. Well, yeah. same thing with, with the Bears. I loved Cutler. Yeah. Cutler's smoking yeah. Yeah, baby. Ripping oh stingers God. and... Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> what would you do if you weren't in the NFL? I don't know, ripping sakes, doing construction. <laughs> That's the coolest answer I've ever heard. <laughs> um, so, generational quarterbacks is a topic that we have hit on, and I think we'll continue that. Dylan Raiola, so I just looked today, on Rivals, he's listed as the top-ranked quarterback. Oh, two, this two, is where you're going to go with this. <laughs> 247. Yeah, this is what you're going to do. Hey, and you just let me know. 247, he was ranked as the second. And on, on three, he was the fourth quarterback. Okay. Just, there's there's fans out there that are like, Oh, let me ask you this, though. If he was still committed to Kirby Smart in Georgia, is he the fourth-rated quarterback on on three? A lot of people think conspiracy because he's, he's, he's committed to Nebraska, so who, let's, let's just bump him down. So I don't, I don't pay enough attention to a lot of the guys that do some of these rankings. Mike Schaefer, 24-7, super, we super love good Shafe. Yeah, Schaefer's a really good dude. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But like, like he covers recruiting, so he'd be a lot better at being able to answer something like this. Could I tell you what his answer was? Yeah. So we kind of went through this, like, conspiracy or not. He goes, look, guys, Nebraska fans consume like no other fan base. Like, why would these recruiting databases and websites want to bump Riola down? Wouldn't they want him to be bumped up because we give them all the clicks, right? Mm-hmm. So Schaefer is like, quit with the conspiracy stuff. These sites want Nebraska players to be 
rated as high as possible. So I think there's both sides of it, yeah. especially when it comes to a player like Raiola, because mm. Husker fans, like we do consume. Like this is mm. this is one thing that in the media I absolutely hate when it's like, oh, the media wants Husker football to stay bad. Okay, well, you, do you guys think you're reading my Nebraska loss to Iowa for the seventh time in eight years right. game recap? Or are you reading my Nebraska men's basketball upsets number one Purdue? Yeah. Mm. Consume, like Husker fans want to consume, but when there is success, like I even did it. I stayed up till midnight like an idiot on a Tuesday night because I wanted to consume what everyone else in the media was putting together, all the content that was getting pushed out on social media. I wanted to consume all of that in a way that if Nebraska lost, like men's basketball gets blown out at Maryland. Do you know how many stories I read on Saturday after that? Zero. None. Zero. Because I didn't care. Yeah. I like, okay, everyone's going to have a take on what went wrong. Great. I don't, I don't care. I can spend my time better. Okay, well, there, there's already a large difference between I'm going to consume three hours worth of content or zero seconds worth of content. Now, the other side of that, when it's something like a Dylan Riola, Husker fans are going to consume that no matter where he is. The other thing Husker fans will do, mm-hmm. and all of us do it, we're going to hate consume. Hate click. Yep. Yes. Yep. So, so if we see something where it's like, he was number one or number two, now he's number four. Why? Oh, yeah. I want to know the reason. <laughs> what did he put in here? What's the reasoning behind this? What's the methodology? Now I have to know why. Overall, though, I don't think they're necessarily doing that with that in mind. I think for a lot of those guys, when you're, you're the top five quarterbacks in the country coming out, so much of it is a guess, right? Sure. Like so much of it is a guess. So, so a lot of those guys are interchangeable anywhere. Somewhere they're going to be number one. Somewhere they might, they might be number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, right now, where things stand, he's already signed. So whatever he ends up at doesn't ultimately matter as much as what matters is he's here in the spring. How much can he progress in the spring and take over that starting position going into the fall? Like, yeah, it's fun to see a lot of – there are a lot of Husker fans just playing the victim on social media today. We love doing yeah. that, don't we? But Gosh. but at the end of the day, like, you already have him. Like, he's already our guy. Yeah. He's already here. Like, why do we need to care whether he's, what ranked, he's ranked whether he's ranked number one or number six? Especially if it's – he dropped to number four. <gasps> yeah. Oh, guys, my guys, gosh. Number four, we talk about where Lamar Jackson is as a generational talent or a generational uh, quarterback in the NFL. There are 32 starting jobs in the NFL. He's ranked at worst number four in college football. It's a lot of teams in college football, right? Guys, the, big, like the, big, the big 10 alone is getting close to 32. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you, you're number four in your conference, you're like, you're probably doing pretty good. So like, he's, it's fine. Like, like there, there's, there's a lot of times we need to step back from, from being the victim or think everyone's coming after us mm. um, here in Nebraska or as Husker fans and just say, we got him. So it doesn't really matter what yeah. he's ranked anymore. Now it's time to so, actually play football. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, is it a possibility? Can I be thinking that this is some sort of like safe bet when it comes to some of these rankings as well? Like, okay. So. One one place has him as number one, right? And the other place has him as number four. That place that has him at number four, are they considering the fact that Nebraska hasn't been to a bowl game in seven years? I or like, or who so. might be surrounding like him they, while he's like here? They can, they can go down the road three years from now and say, like, yeah, we had him as number four. Like, if you look at the guy that's at Georgia, yeah, he's won a national championship. You look at the guy that's going to Oregon, he was number two quarterback, right? He won a national championship in his time. Like, 
Is it is it a thing where they can look down the I, road and say like, well, on three was right. I mean, he was number four compared to these other guys that played for the last four years. I don't think so because I think that would play into the conspiracy of oh, he signed to Nebraska and now they're going to dock what his ranking yeah. is. I think so much of their ranking is based on what he is now, mm-hmm. right? Like, where is this person right now? Because if you were to go through, I think it would change so many of the rankings if you were to ask these guys rivals on three 24 seven, if they were to say, Hey, don't rank rank the individual where they are right now, rank what you think they will be in four years. Right. And, and so then it would become, okay, who signed with Alabama? Who oh, okay. signed with yeah, Georgia? Yeah. That makes who sense. signed yeah. with Ohio state? Because mm-hmm. immediately you're going to take those guys and say, okay, well, if they signed with Ohio state or they signed with Nebraska, well, that guy, with Ohio state. that guy at Ohio State's probably going to get a lot more accolades. He's going to play in the postseason, like those types of things. Like let's say Ernest Hausman, he's now playing at Michigan. If out of high school, it's between Michigan or Nebraska. Well, that might be several spots in the rankings. And think about what happened for him at Michigan versus what Nebraska did in that same season without him. Right. Like, like there's those types of things. So I don't think they try to prognosticate what's going to happen over the course of a career so much as what that player is now. Makes sense. So I, with this on three thing, I have something a little bit more egregious regarding Raiola's ranking. That's egregious. You know, I like yeah. that word egregious. Oh, it is, it is egregious Let's go. Me. Let's go. Uh, you say he's down at QB4, or fourth-ranked QB on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. three. Um, on three at 1 p.m., or approximately 1 p.m. today, dropped an updated top 300. Right. Dylan Raiola is ranked as the 71st recruit on that list with both Carter Nelson and Grant Bricks above him. Above him. Above him. So I, I found that very interesting. That, like, we're all around the country. We're calling this kid one of the highest touted recruits in this class. And on three has him at number 71. And behind two people that are in your class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is at, odd. Yeah. Uh, I just found that very interesting to see him at 71. Well, and it's like, how many football games has he played since you did your last ranking? You know? Uh, yeah. Like, right. he played in the poly bowl? The, yeah, yeah that, that was that's it. That's it. Yeah. And here's the thing. Didn't look like he was necessarily bad. No. Yeah. Right. He's like yeah. 7 of 15, yeah. but... I think when you, again, you, I test. He was, a, he was a leading passer, and Carter Nelson was a leading receiver. Yes, and yeah, you have Mike sorry. Zimmer calling the place. So you're automatically set for failure. <laughs> yeah. it's Not ridiculous. Mark Whipple. Yeah, I, I believe he dropped. Whip like would six. have had those boys. <laughs> yeah. He, he would have whipped them into shape. I tell you. But yeah, I believe Dylan Raiola dropped like 65 spots on that nice. list. Uh, okay, I, again, we love it, don't we? Yeah, he's he's in Lincoln. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's that, all that That's matters. what I care about. I, I yeah. hope he plays like the ESPN rating. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, okay, well, we're at uh, a little over 30 minutes, and I'm out of beer. So Holy I crap. say we take a break. Yeah, let's oh, take oh, a quick too. break, oh, and we'll man. be right back. Everyone knows the Team Jack Foundation, but have you heard about the work they're doing with the Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program? They're currently funding 13 projects and collaborating with national institutions such as Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Memorial Sloan Kettinger Cancer Center, Columbia University, and more. To date, they have raised over $12 million and counting. Their focus? Finding better treatments for kids fighting brain cancer and one day a cure. Why? Treatments currently used are 45 plus years old and highly toxic. If a child survives a brain tumor, they are often left with lifelong deficits due to the toxic treatments. One of the largest projects is at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, the creation of a Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program. To learn more about their projects, get involved, or donate, visit teamjackfoundation.org. How would you say your mental focus is? Oh, it's focused. (laughs) 
I said, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't. How would you say? Uh, we have a saying, no blog, no rock. Thanks, Troy. Um, Kyle, how would you say your mental focus? <laughs> Not yeah, great. That's the mix master, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is, I'm going off script. I just, I keep getting shit for this because I have not shown this off yet. It's a new Herbie. Oh, I, I honest to God thought you were going to take your shirt off for a second. <laughs> I was kind of hoping. No. I was like, what, no, listen. what chest tattoo did you get? <laughs> Mike's going to have to get the chest tattoo. Yeah, no, after we get a thousand it. subscribers I'm on YouTube. Not, you know, yeah, one thousand subscribers keep on YouTube. Oh, we all okay. get tattoos. It keeps evolving. How, <laughs> how, how far away are we? Uh, we like have 350. Yeah, we're like 700 away. <laughs> Once we get Whoa. to 1,000, how far away are we? 990. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are not that close. But yeah, we, we're all getting tattoos. Mike's getting his either on his neck or his chest, I believe. It's a keeps it's all straight said. SoundCloud rapper yeah. style. Ky- Kyle's absolutely getting a tear, right? Yeah, yeah I have to. For each <laughs> subscriber he, after 1,000. He, he's like, you guys hear that mix? Killed yeah. it. Killed it. Oh. Teardrop. <laughs> I feel gross for laughing at that. Do you guys have these prison games? Um, yeah. do, do you, have any of you guys been arrested? No. Uh, have any of you guys, like, what tattoos do you guys have? Does I have, have zero. Tattoos? That's why this thing keeps evolving. They're like, Mike's getting a tattoo if we get to 1,000 subscribers. Get a tattoo. I never yeah. agreed to this. Like, yeah, get, you did. Get a tattoo. I mean, you did. No, no, like, not even, not even this associated. Just get a tattoo. I don't really have anything I want to put on my body the rest of my life. Your daughter's names. Oh. Name, name, yeah, what if names are cliche? Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. But what else would he get? Their face. That's what I'm that, saying. What a, like, 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 N? Yeah, you can get a Husker N. No, yeah. that's get, get, get the No Block, No Rock. Yeah. yeah. I even, we said the, the NBNR. Yeah, that's a, a yeah. thousand subscribers. I keep saying that. No, yeah. no, but, yeah. but just, just get that because you want that. But I don't, I don't want it. But these dudes pay for it. They're not and, going and you to. Get, no, Mike's paying well, for ours. As long as I <laughs> well, when we hit a thousand, I think we're all going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> sure. What, what did you, yes. Do you, do you guys have one? Do you, do you I have do, tattoos? Yeah. I'm going to get a custom. Not. What tattoos do you have? Uh, so right now I only have one. I have another one coming. But I have a tattoo uh, two years ago. I work with Toys for Tots a lot. Mm-hmm. And we all agreed that if we broke the state record for most money raised in a day, that me and these three Marines would all get the same tattoo. Phenomenal. Uh, and we did. We that's actually, awesome. We shattered the record. So we all have the Toys for Tots train on our leg. That's that's really cool. Yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome. Our, uh, I don't, but KB does. I've got a uh, half sleeve, two on my chest, one on my back shoulder. What, yeah. What's 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 on the, the half sleeve? It's all like military related. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's just like a big collage. I've got a lot of family members and stuff serve, and then I served as well, so... I figured I'd get a little tribute for everybody. No, nice. that, that, that's cool. That's yep. very cool. Yeah. Hey, Josh, our, uh, one of our loyal listeners did say, he said, I would get a tattoo. You guys pick it. And I said, NBNR tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Someone's got to do it. Well, what do you mean you we guys are pick gonna it? Do like, it. They, he knew what that answer was going to be, yeah. right? Yeah. Also, Mike, cool. we are going to do it. We're also yeah. getting the ambulance. We have to together. have a thousand subscribers. We have such a we have okay, break out in a song high school musical. <laughs> We're yeah. all in this together. Hey Mike, I don't know I don't know what your big deal with like just getting a small tattoo. You're like, I don't know if I want it on the, my body for the rest of my life. You're not some like Greek god they're making a statue right, out of Mike. you. Like, Hey, hey you're it's, gonna, a, it's a big decision, all right? No, hey, it's not. We're, it's on him forever. So, so here's the thing. So I've got, this was the first one I got it, on, on my wrist. Um, it, it's it's a minimalist, fall seven times, stand up eight. Yeah, that, that was, what, that, is, what does that mean? It's just, it's a kind of continue to, to, to fight, to, to fight through adversity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Doesn't it, matter do how Do you remember times? the Dwayne Wade commercials, yeah. the fall seven times, stand up eight? 
look up those YouTube commercials. That's one of the that's one of the the best campaigns that any NBA player has done. Yeah. Like, like those were so good. So you got Rocky, a, you right? have a Dwayne yeah. Wade tattoo. Doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. Stand <laughs> yeah. back up. Yeah. So false. I've got Dwayne a, Wade tat. I've got I've got a, a bar on my arm. Just and when I was coaching at Carney uh, Catholic, the high school kids saw it and they're like, "Hey, why did you get that?" And I go, "Because I had money." Yeah, awesome. Like, and I wanted it. Like that—that's why I got it. Like, what do you? So, so that's the thing. So, like, not all of them have to mean right. something. Yeah. So, I was like, I wanted an, an arm bar, and so like I got it on my forearm, um, and then on on my back, uh, on my shoulder. So, my daughter's name is is Millie. Well, her, her name's Amelia Rose. So we, we call her, uh, I call her my Millie Moose. So you got a Lil Wayne tattoo? Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. We do go. Amele, 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 Amele. She'll dance. Like, she's done that, like, since she was little. That's how we got her to dance and smile for pictures. Amele, Amele. We'd sing Amele. But, so I've got a, it's a it's a rose. It's watercolor rose with, like, like moose antlers coming out of it. That's cool. So That's creative. But, like, don't do watercolor for your first one. Yeah, I was. Just I would just tell you right now. Mike, like, like, I was like, oh yeah, I've got some black ones. Let's do this watercolor. It's for my daughter. It's gonna be great. And then I was like, this hurts. You didn't. Uh, yeah, that's another reason why I, I don't I want like, a tattoo. Though like, I don't cream. really like. You can get numbing cream. Or no, no, numbing cream. Neither do I. But I was like, the adrenaline's wore off. Yeah. Can, can I go home now? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's just the first time through. I was like, okay. Did you do it in sessions? No, just, just oh. once, just one session. How it, long it, was it? It's decent. Like it's like that big on my back. How so, long was yeah. the session? Uh, three and a half, four hours. Oof. Yeah. yeah we, I did my, we should have had this interview with Caleb's shirt off. So you got to show yeah. up all his tattoos. I do you want my we shirt off? Still <laughs> <laughs> like, like is, is that a thing? That's, why do you think I told him? I was like, I think you're going to take your shirt off. I want to take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to feel alone. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, we are NBNR rated. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Speaking of adrenaline wearing off. Oh no. Oh, I don't like this. Nebraska ball on the road. Oh. Ugh. Here's the thing, guys. You know they lose to Maryland. It doesn't matter. Of course. The score doesn't matter because they got their shit rocked. They should have started subbing dudes out way early. Yes. Like like get get rink mast off the floor. Get those old YMCA knees on the bench. Yeah. Put yes. some ice on those things. Yeah, prep him for Wisconsin. They, listen, you know, there's a lot of talk about the road woes. And like, there's a part of me that's like, maybe it's just not that, they're not that bad on the road, right? Because they beat Kansas State. You know, they beat them pretty good on the road. Turns out that win's not looking very great either because mm-hmm. Kansas State's losing to people by a lot. It looked, just good. it looked good for a while. Yeah. They were up looked, 12 to 2. Good as, as soon as, or as recently as like two weeks ago. Yeah. They were up 12 to 2. And this is similar to when they went to Minnesota. They had the best first half of the year against Minnesota on the road. And then they lost. Just utter implode. Like, is it fatigue? Is it? It's the other team shoots very well. Yeah. But Always. At, at one point, do you say, the team's lucky? They're making everything. To know every team does this to them on the road, there's something about their defense that's not working. If you I, if you look at it in the league, well, this this was a, a graphic that I saw in the last few days, and it's got to be like the top eight uh, games for Big Ten teams where three pointers made. Mm. Almost every one of them involves Nebraska. Ugh. Like so obviously, a few of them are Nebraska in the number of threes that they've hit, but then it's like all the others 
are the team who has hit threes against Nebraska. Right. And almost all of those on the, are on the road. I didn't I didn't get time to do this earlier today, but I talked with Schaefer on our, on our, on my radio show this morning and I said one of the things I would be interested in, what is Nebraska's point differential in the Big 10 the first 10 minutes of each half compared to the last 10 minutes of each half? Cuz th- cuz think about that like they they're not necessarily terrible to start a lot of these games mm-hmm. or coming out in the second half. And even the games that they've won, guys, they can't hit anything right. at the end of the first half or the second half. They go on these weird droughts. scoring droughts where yeah. it's like, can you guys not play 20 minutes, let alone 40? So so that that would be really intriguing to see. Is it is it just a conditioning thing? Is it endurance? Like, because because this team is supposed to have more depth than we've seen. Like yeah. they're, they're throwing a lot of dudes out there. You know what sucks is they have these road woes with the most experienced team that I can remember, right? I mean, under, is, under Hoiberg for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's like you you would hope that they have all these experienced guys. Why is this an issue? I mean, you're getting killed on the boards. Go on. I, I think it comes down to it. It's a discussion we had last week with JP. Shout out. Great episode. Fantastic uh, dude, by the way. Yeah. One of the best JP dudes. Like, so like, he's like lovely. Even, so so in, like, in Lincoln, he works um, at my competitor. Yeah. One of the best dudes you'll ever meet. He's so yes. cool. Yeah. JP so cool. is. I love that guy. A joy. World class. A joy. Yeah. Yes. And every, oh, oh no. just and every interview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got, Got, him. Him. <laughs> Got him. No. Uh, love you, JP. <laughs> no, but we, we talked about last week about mental toughness. And, you know, mm-hmm. I asked him, mm-hmm. on a scale of one to 10, where do you rate this team? And he said, at home, they're a nine. On the road, right. at best, they're a six. And I think and it comes down best, to that yeah, mental toughness. Best. I think they just, I mean, they're not playing in quiet arenas. I mean, these people are excited. Every time that a, a struggling Big Ten team sees we've got Nebraska at home, that crowd's going to get loud. I, They've I, seen it. I got, a point, I got a point to the Iowa game. Nobody was There's there. nobody there. Yeah. You're like, you got to make your own energy. <laughs> yeah. so and they I, just I think couldn't. It's, I think it's this thing where they are so comfortable at home that the second they go out of their comfort zone, they just kind of get into their own heads. And the second something goes wrong, they dwell on it and things start to get worse and worse and worse. I feel like that's what you're talking about. Maybe. The first 10 minutes of these halves, Nebraska's looking like a real basketball team. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on, it just starts to degrade, and rapidly so. I think it's adjustments, though. Like, I just think that a team, like Iowa's a perfect example, right? We were shredding them, and then they switched to a zone, and they just demolished us in the second half. Like, like they, came, they came back from a, a significant lead, and then you could probably come to a conclusion like they came back from this lead, they worked all the way back, and now they're just gassed. Yep. There's nothing left. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing with either of those, whether, whether it's adjustments or being gassed, what Nebraska doesn't have is just one dude that says, I'm going to go get mine. Yeah. yeah. No, no like, dogs. They don't have that. And, no and, and one of the issues, think, think two years ago when you had at point guard, you had Alonzo Verge. Mm-hmm. Alonzo Verge against Colorado in that exhibition game. Yeah. If you could have had him over the course of the season, you just didn't because then he would go into, I'm going to be really weird and force some shots here and dribble into a pile, whatever it was. <laughs> dude, can I but, but there were times, there were times that you saw Alonzo Verge say, I'm going to go get mine. Yeah. And, and you saw with Sam Griesel last year. Yeah, he's a 6'7 point guard where things aren't going right for this team. And he says, uh, we're going to get a switch out here if I had a bigger guy guarding me, and I'm, we're just going to back a guy down. I'm going to get a shot up in the paint, and if I don't make it, we've got one other guy in here, but I'm probably going to try to grab a rebound or get fouled. Like, you had guys that were going to say, I'm going to get into the paint – 
and either get us a bucket or get fouled and force them to start to go, okay, are they regrouping? Now we're going to have to counterpunch what they just did. Nebraska doesn't have that guy. Casey can't do that. But Rank does that, but just he's so inconsistent at doing that. Rank, there's moments where he looks like he's Dirk Nowitzki. And there's moments where he literally looks like a JV guy that is just really tall. Like, right. Right. Just, but but yeah. well, and, and the thing the thing like for him and Josiah is like they don't really block out. No. Like like they're they're tall. Clearly, dude. They get freaking killed on the yeah, boards. They, they, they're, the, the person who blocks out the best on that Juwan. team is Sam Hoiberg. Yeah, Sam Hoiberg blocks that out. That doesn't but, surprise me. But but Dog. here but here's the problem. He he's six foot and not near as athletic as everyone he's going up against. Yeah. And that's not a knock on him. He's he I, I said on my radio show this morning, he's more athletic, I believe, than than what I was, and I was no schlub as a division one athlete myself. So like like he's a dude, but he's going up against dudes, dudes. Yeah. yeah. And, and like like so he can block out, but if he's the only one doing it for what 25 minutes a game yeah which is a lot of minutes to to give a guy like that in this league Mm -hmm. and 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 so when when you have him being the only guy doing that yeah Jawan gary is your most athletic guy Mm -hmm. and he's out right now who who's gonna step up and, and go play fundamental where they have to block out but still, even when they do that, they don't have someone on offense. Like, even right. Juwan Gary. Like, like no one is that guy. C.J. Wilcher is going to pull up and knock down some threes. But, but when the going gets tough, who's going to be that guy that says, get the ball in my hand, I'll just go create space and get a shot? Yeah. Nebraska doesn't have that guy. Yeah, I, I think Nebraska has all the pieces. Unfortunately, they're all from different puzzles. <laughs> so they just don't really fit I, together like I, we need them. I think we so, could have so said that in the past. So I don't know I don't that know. they're they're all from different puzzles. I think there's, and I don't know if Aaron Euliss would have would have done this, but Nebraska really needs. So you want to bet on it? Stop that! <laughs> you stop that right now, <laughs> sir. That's sir. not funny, sir. <laughs> He's, he's why are you also why are you leaking air? When yeah, you what, make a joke? was that a laugh or was that like are you okay? Like, like do you have helium next to your microphone? I made a joke. Hey, he thinks like, his jokes. I know, he I thinks his jokes are really, really funny. Jesus, let him think they're funny. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Whatever that noise was, you should patent that. Trademark if, and sell it. If this team, <laughs> if this team wasn't on the damn bubble, then it would be funny. Well, but they're on the damn bubble. Well, he made it sound like when a puple, a puple, a bubble's letting go all the air. <laughs> whatever that noise is supposed to be. Uh, but, yeah. but I don't, I don't know necessarily if Aaron Euless, like they had a true point guard. What? Yeah. That would change for this team. Someone who can really break down a defense and separate and get those guys their shot. Yes, we see it sometimes where Casey like gets a step back. But even then, right. think about the number of threes that Casey has hit where no, he has not had space. Like that dude is in his face. Yeah. He just hits a stupid shot. That cannot be your okay, we someone's got to go get a shot. Give it to Casey. Well, it's a six-five guy guarding him, yep. and he's not really going to get space, and he's going to take a thirty-footer. Well, there's not like an element of surprise there. Everybody knows what he's getting ready to do. Yeah, yeah. every time, exactly. And then the other Sometimes thing that this still hits it. Maybe. The other yeah. thing that this team doesn't really have is they don't really have a really, really good two-man game, a really, really good pick and roll that maybe you saw with with Greasel and Derek Walker. Yeah, that was and, nice. and a lot of times when you were running that, think about how often you were getting a Casey backdoor. Mm-hmm. Like there were all these things that were able to happen away from the ball because you were able to do these things with the team last year Set that this team door. just doesn't have. Oh boy! Yeah. What did you say? Oh boy! Hit it. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> That's the sound. Of, never mind. Here we go. Okay. Normally, I, I prefer backdoor. I knew it was coming. <laughs> the second he said backdoor, I like glanced around the table. Like maybe they missed it. <laughs> I cannot stop. Like anytime you laugh right now, like I I have to Listen, stare like obnoxious. at your mic- microphone. It's, it's obnoxious to to hear the air escaping your body. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like he's laughing. The air is literally just escaping. It's like like at some point between the air going from here to here, it forgot to like make noise. (laughs) It doesn't know what to do. It just goes, and I'm... (laughs) Quit making him laugh for fuck's sake. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay, so when we last recorded, you know, we're talking about the, the road loss at Maryland. Mm-hmm. You know, we're completely not talking about rank mask freaking coming out party against Ohio State at home. Which was phenomenal to watch. I mean, watch. he's hitting oh my every God. fucking shot. That was so 34? 34. Yeah, 34, yeah. 34. And he really didn't do anything over the last five, six minutes. He took an extended uh, break on the bench. He came out for a couple minutes. And then he got, he grabbed his rebound to get the double-double. PBA obviously applauded that because yeah, yeah. Ev- everyone's watching that number. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, but he gets that. that That's our guy. We, we, he got his double-double. Um, but then, then he goes back to the bench. We started to look up, and I was like, wait a minute. I was at that game, the Teddy Allen 41-point game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember they lost that game yeah. when he mm-hmm. scored 41. Like, he did everything, and they still they lost. And I remember the soundbite, he, and, and he got asked, hey, you, you tied the, the record this. Yeah. for a, a Nebraska basketball player in a home game with 41 points. And he goes, yeah, but we lost. Yeah, but we lost. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? For everything Theodore F. Allen ever got, yeah. right, for, for, like, just some of the, the bad shots and, and this and that, that dude cared about winning. Yeah. Yep. And, and it was, sure. yeah, I, he, he went and got his, but he was like, yeah, but we lost. Like he could, he could have scored 70 and he'd have been like, yeah, but we lost. Yeah. And, and like there, there, I think there's some of that missing a little bit with some of these guys on the road mm-hmm. where, where, and it's not necessarily that they're going to be like, okay, I played really good. I like, let's say case scores 24 points. I don't think he's necessarily going to be like, Ugh, like, like I, I, I'm, I'm upset that I couldn't help my team win. I just don't think those, I don't think enough guys on the team hate to lose mm. as much as they just don't like to lose. They feel really good, comfortable at home, like you were saying. Mm. They get out of their comfort zone. I don't think they just hate it when they go on the road and say, I don't want that feeling again. I don't, I don't know how they get to that point to where it drives them crazy, these losses on the road. Well, I think that reflects in, what we watch it's lackluster and look i hate to go there questioning effort because i feel like that's the last thing that you should not just say alec as a fan yeah yeah that's the last thing that you would ever want to question does that player have heart does that player care like you're tapping into something that you have no idea what you're talking about it's something that's not measurable yeah but at the same time again Go to the eye test. It's like rebounding is a good example, though. Yes, I mean that's rebounding is ninety percent just want. Yeah, I mean that's Sam Hoiberg blocking out twenty five. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm saying like so you kind of can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Watch them play. I think Mm -hmm. it reflects in the lackadaisical kind of nature of these games. Or we we lost by twenty. What was it? Almost thirty points. Yeah, Jesus. You you cannot. Maryland's not that good. Maryland's. They did beat Iowa. 
<laughs> I don't give a, f- they're not that good. And I'm not saying Nebraska's like, whoa. <laughs> I was, yeah, he was waiting. But no, Kale, come you know, on, Maryland's not. Maryland is not almost thirty points better than you. No. I don't care where you're. No. And look, Juwan Gary, he better play you, Thursday. You saw look, he won't. He won't. <sighs> come on. No, I, I'm just telling you guys. I, I don't think. I don't think he will. I, I would expect him at best mid February. You know what was hilarious was like they asked Fred. They're like, "Hey, uh, is." Juan going to play? And he says, no, he's day-to-day, but he's not playing this weekend. Well, then how do you know? Yeah. Right. You that said doesn't day-to-day. Sound a whole lot like doesn't day-to-day. Say, yeah, it doesn't sound like day-to-day. Maybe in the vault <laughs> is not going to be a problem because they won the last two games without him in the f- damn vault, but they lost at Rutgers when he came out. The team freaking just imploded without him, and then they go to Maryland and give that showing. So maybe at the vault, it won't be a problem, even though you're playing top six ranked Wisconsin. Yeah, they're single digit right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll court, be on the, today. court yeah. storming, baby. I'll be on the floor. Beat number one doesn't matter what the rest were. Remember, it can be ranked so, number one or number four. Doesn't matter. Got them now. Yeah, yeah. So just, I just feel like Jawan Gary adds that extra. Oomph. He's the best. He's, the, he's the best player on the team. He's, he has an extra oomph that they need on the road. He, he's, he's the best player on the team, especially yeah. when you look at defensively. Oh, and yeah. Other other teams start to like really start doing things. And he like he doesn't lead. He's not going to go grab twenty two rebounds or anything like that. But he's going to do enough, and he's going to get a body into guys. He's going to make someone think twice about a shot while he's out there defending. He's not going to be perfect. There are plenty of times I've seen him oh, be yeah. atrocious on defense. Like he didn't know where he was. Like early on in the year when he was coming off the bench, there were a couple of times where I was like, "Where is he going? Why is he just <laughs> running in circles?" You don't know. But but like that just happens sometimes to guys. So, like, he's not perfect, but he's enough that if he doesn't get hurt, Nebraska wins that Rutgers game. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if he's out there, who knows if things don't start to snowball at Maryland. And then you start going, okay, that's two road wins. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of teams in the Big Ten rocking multiple road wins. I think there's only yeah. one Big Ten team that has a winning road wa- record, I it's believe. Purdue. It's Purdue. Yeah. Yes. I'm shocked. Of course. Yeah. Hey, but, do you guys remember when they lost? I do. Zach Eady. I was wrong about. Dude, he's, Remember when he's I said, I can't, I can't wait for the Zach Eady Clifford matchup? Yeah. Because Clifford is. was strong. Yeah. Zach Eady went for 26 and 12. And, <laughs> oh, Clifford, and Clifford went for 11 and 6. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. But do you think, about, think about that, like Whoops. what Zach Eady has done in this league, especially after Rink Mast dominated him. Bruh. Like, he, he has torn everyone apart. And then you look at that and go, well, Rink, you did that to him. I know. And you had this game against Ohio State. Like, why can't you find, why can't you find something that's just consistent where you're, you're stopping somebody's big man a little bit? And- JV? Like, 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 the, like why, where can we find some of that middle ground on just, like, where some of this production is? Why does it have to be so hot hey, and cold? Hey, right. Just yeah. steady Eddie. Yeah. 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 That's what we need. Um, okay. New Iowa Hurkeye offensive coordinator, Tim Lester. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Why do you laugh? Why do you laugh? Why is that the first instinct that you have? They would have been better off keeping <laughs> Brian Ferentz. Yeah. Like, like, like they, they wasted. Think about how long this process took. That's the other part that's Three hilarious months. about this. Like, if this would have been, okay, uh, let's say a week ago, they said, all right, we've decided we're going to make a move. It's not necessarily the time that we wanted to, but we decided we're going to make a move now. 
or even I guess when the season ended <laughs> a month ago. Right. So so okay, we've we've gone through all this. This is the guy we really like. And if they just straight up came out and said, we like the philosophy he does with some guys. And we, we, we really like some of the concepts he does. We think it's going gonna, it's gonna to work well for what we want to do. But also, Brian Ferentz did those concepts and those things that you wanted to do, and it just looked like garbage anyway. Yeah. Like, this dude wasn't doing anything at a lower level. Right. And was about to go interview for analyst positions. And, and you bring him in, like, what, like, what is Kirk doing? I think like, I, I, there, there are so many options out there to go do things. One, one of the suggestions I saw for what Iowa should do is they should fully commit to, like, the under center triple option. Yeah, I saw that. Be, because, because their defense is still going to be their defense. Mm-hmm. And if you commit to that, you're, you're, and their offensive line has been pretty good. Yeah. Um, but if you fully commit to that, you already know you're not going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Your team didn't do that anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you haven't had a, what, 800-yard receiver in a decade? Marvin McNutt, maybe? Yeah, yeah so, something like that, if I'm, if I'm remembering the graphic right. But, like, they already weren't doing so many of these things while trying to kind of throw the ball a little bit but be a little bit run heavy. Like, <laughs> if they fully committed to the triple option, think about the Big Ten where one week everyone now has to start going, Oh crap! We have to face that. Yeah, Caleb, and, and then the defense actually gets rest. Caleb, <laughs> yeah, Caleb, right. I can't listen. And you have your all-pro punters every time back uh, yeah. there in case things like Caleb. Like, the, I'm sorry, I was still going to get ten wins a year if they do that. Caleb, yeah. Caleb, here's the thing, dude. What we don't want to help them no, out. Just if he, they went triple option, he wants that. So bad. no, yeah, he wants it. So Would bad. they be my favorite team? You no. shut your mouth. Oh my god! You shut your mouth. No block, no hawk. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So I, if they went triple option, I I might like them. After there's no divisions, you can like who you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not in the West anymore. Go triple option, please, Jared. Don't forget about your New Year's resolution. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. But if they go triple option, I I, I oh my this, god. This is this got to be like one of two things. It's either Kirk just saying "fuck you," give me a buyout. Fuck yeah. you, Beth. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, you, man. you made me fire my son. Now I'm gonna go find somebody that's oh, just no. as bad. Or two, everybody looked at Iowa and went, "No thanks." Do, does so, he does he have a 25 points per game? Like yeah, you like, might as well like, add that. Like yeah. does he have that in his contract too? <laughs> I think that's just in Kurt's contract now. It's yeah, like, it has if, to, if yeah. the offense doesn't do this now, you're gone. So, so I, I fully expected. I thought Kirk was going to walk away. The, I way, did the way the way you really started to see him be emotional, and then after the Nebraska game, especially oh, yeah. where like that's the last regular season game. And you you saw a lot of really emotional Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, of course, they won. I, I thought he was going to hang it up after the bowl game, and then he didn't. And it's like, all right, so what are you going to do? Right. And then this is your decision after months of seeing what's out there for an offensive coordinator. I love it. Like, it, it the, some of that is, is is there old school stubbornness coming out for for Kirk, or or is there actually? any plan going forward trying to adapt to college football in with what it's going to be 2024 and beyond Kirk 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 is never going to be the NIL coach no. he, he will never be no. that and that is where college football is and is heading even more so Kirk is never going to be that ever so do you want to hear a hot take the hottest please yeah with the hire of Tim Lester mm. head coach and waiting Iowa is a QB 
two, maybe three receivers, Jesus. a running back, a couple <laughs> and an <laughs> offensive coordinator away from success. <laughs> success, they won 10 games last year. I know. No, yeah, but I'm talking real success, not this, yeah, oh, our defense held them to seven Let's points and our punter had 45,000 yards hey, worth of punting. Yeah, like, yeah I so mean, your, your point, like, there's a point, there's a part of me that's like, does this even matter? Because I'm going to use a 3-6 Mafia reference. Who run it? And that's that's King Kirk. Yeah. Okay, so you got these offensive coordinators out there. That probably lessens your pool of candidates by a lot. Because if you're if you're an OC out there, I'm just gonna run whatever what regardless of whatever I do. Exactly. Yeah. Triple option, air raid, right. whatever. What does Kirk want to do? Well, right. that's probably what I'm gonna do. And I've even read the stats, like the things that he did at Western Michigan, Tim Lester, kinda contradicts what Kirk does Spread. yeah with the, with the it's, kind of like, it's kind of like hey i'm gonna pay you i'm gonna pay you a million dollars a year just to come stand in front of the media and answer to things that i know you're that not I doing but yeah whatever but, yeah. i just need a spokesperson to pretend like i have an offensive coordinator but the Dude, ad the, like the ad can be hands-on with that like 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 we gotta we gotta understand that think about when when our boy whipple came in yeah like like where where it was hey mm. scott oh you remember this is the guy yeah um but but when when he was told all right you're taking some some reins away from the offense like you're not doing the play calling mm-hmm. and and then like i know mickey took over and it, they started to kind of like mix some offensive styles and all of that but a lot of it was stepping away from like Scott Frost and what he wanted for that offense. Yeah. Like, like those types of things. So an AD can step in and be like, Hey Kirk, we can all see what's happening with this offense. We need you. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be West coast five wide, whatever, but we're going to help you select an offensive coordinator. Ultimately we'll let you make that decision, but we're going to help you get down to a final five or a final three. Yeah, and I think it's so funny, too. If that is the scenario, they're like, okay, we got rid of Brian. Feel good about that. Right. Okay. Kirk. (laughs) Tim Lester. And everybody's like, woo! (laughs) Imagine the players in the locker room. I know. Do you think that athletic department was just like, motherfucker? You know, they all have the Iowa fans hate it. Yeah. Like, everyone that I've seen, they're like, why didn't we just keep Brian? Right. Yeah. Well, that's why we love it. Why I have a shirt. At the very least, we can be like, ah, whatever, nepotism, Uh, we have something to complain about. Now it's like, does he want to have an offense? Like, what? what, Like now now it's just, does he want to have an offense, or is he just sticking it to the athletic director? Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It has to be. Well, you're talking talking about how, uh, you know, Frost, hey, shit. Yeah, we didn't bleep shit. What, we bleep <laughs> yeah, what is, what is <laughs> hilarious out of all that is you said the F word yeah. and then you yeah. go shit and then it beeps and I'm like, I don't know what exactly is supposed to be bleeped. Oh, you anymore. know. The shit is fine. Yeah, we no, don't bleep the shit. Fuck the shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I think those are two very different circumstances. Like King Kirk. He is the longest tenured coach in college football, 25 plus years. Whereas Scott has zero, zero pull whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If you're any AD, whether you're Beth Getz or you're Trev Alberts or Bill Moose, Bill Moose, 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 Moose yeah. you could go up to, to Scott F and go, 
do what I said. Dude, chill. You're right. Killing, where right. where you're else was Kirk? Like, you could at least Kirk could still say, I won 10 games. 10 wins. Yeah. Even right. despite the shitty offense, 10 wins. Yeah, right. So shut up. Right. But you can say, okay, do you want those, especially now that there's no divisions, do you want those 10 wins against, for the most part, like you're he just handed one by Nebraska. Nebraska. And, and then <laughs> and then the rest of the division where it's like, there will be a couple teams get to eight wins and then a right. bunch of others get to four or five. Like, it was a garbage division. Like, yeah, like, oh, like, like, we, like we all know that. That's not of a all hot time. Take. Of yeah. all time. Um, I will point like, out Big Ten West basketball run in the conference right now. It's so weird. Yeah. So weird to see what, the, <laughs> hey, the way that works. Very we're, we're getting the last laugh. That's yeah. what matters. Well, and I mean, to be fair, <laughs> as long as he's not the one laughing. Yeah. To be... Say what you why? Why would you do that? Damn it! I said as long as he's not the one laughing. Like I was trying to do the other thing. Our microphones are going to get fucked. To um, be fair, I mean Iowa, despite ten wins in the regular season, they are still the laughing stock just because of that offense. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing is, yeah. what what do they really want, Lester? Right? And, and, and here's the thing: I, I know, I know that like it gets a lot of hate for the quote, but when you go through and you look at where Iowa is. Like, like that's a thing that they need to do for themselves mm-hmm. is, are you comfortable saying nine, 10 wins? Hey, stamp it. There were some garbage teams in there, but that's what we got to. We got to nine, 10 wins and there's no divisions anymore. So that's not necessarily going to guarantee that you're in that conference championship game. Yeah. Also that nine, 10 wins is going to be tougher because of going across and playing multiple other teams instead of just playing the big 10 West where you can just, run for 120 yards and have a total offense of 170 and play the punt field position game. Right. Like and then, if you like, wait for the other team to turn it over five times, you'll be fine. Like yeah. that, that's just not a thing that's going to necessarily exist anymore because the division is not going to allow that because it doesn't exist anymore. So I think as, as an athletic director, they could have stepped in and said, Hey, we're looking at the future. We love what you've done for the past 20 plus years. Love 10 wins, love multiple times that you've been able to do this. Mm-hmm. But we're looking this direction. You're looking that direction. Yeah. What is what is yeah. the next step? There is a there is, in hindsight, we hate it now. But there is a reason why colleges are getting rid of eight nine win coaches. They go year after year after year after year eight nine eight nine. Bo bo. There's bow, no bow. next step. Like it just right. doesn't seem to get anything any better than that. That's Con- the whole argument. Has just lived in that. So so here and here here's where that next step is. Here here's what you're gonna see. This is the what colleges want, and this is what obviously what Nebraska is gonna want. Conference championship appearances. Like mm. consistently. Yeah. It doesn't have to be every single year, but if you're there every two every three years, cool. Right. Yeah. Like you're there. And if you're in that conversation, you're in the playoff. playoff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so are you in the playoff or are you just missing the playoff? Because that's, that's what it's going to take. So like, like for Iowa, cool. They would have been in the playoff this year. And now that feels like a better year, right? Yeah. Like it's okay. You, and they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have scored a point by the way. Right. Yeah. So, so it, it, it huh. feels better if you're in the playoff. Like, are you in that top 12, potentially a top 16? Yeah. Like, is that where your team is? So, so you get to, to eight, nine wins. How far are you from the playoff? And I think for Iowa, if they're they're looking long term, and obviously this is going to affect Nebraska because you're still going to see them every year. Mm-hmm. Can they put together an offense? Because if Iowa ever figures out that they can actually field an offense, that's a dangerous team. That's a dangerous program. Hell yeah! Until they do that, they've already set themselves a ceiling to not actually win a conference championship and to find themselves on the very bottom. 
if not out of the college football playoff. It's been a 15-year ceiling for Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, the elimination of divisions, uh, which is obviously a big thing with the Big Ten. Glad to break that news for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, But with the addition of teams like Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA, do you see the Big Ten getting more top-heavy or a little bit more evenly spread as teams, especially in the Big Ten West, start to face tougher competitors? Do you see... You know, kind of getting what we look at, I, frankly, it was the Big Ten East and most of the SEC, very top-heavy, or do you see some of these teams getting wins that maybe they're not supposed to? Like, how do you see that kind of There will definitely be an adjustment period because for for those teams, like, yeah, Washington just played a national championship. What does Washington look like when they play Iowa, though? Like, how ugly yeah. how ugly does that game have to be? Well, and what does, yeah, what does Washington look like after a year like this? We saw what TCU looked like after a year like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, not great. And their coach and, and lost their coach. Yeah. yeah. So so there, there are a lot of things that you're going to have to see those 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 four teams coming in. They're going to have an adjustment period mm-hmm. just as much as the Big Ten West is going to have to have an adjustment period where they they're not guaranteed all of those games against each other. Um, I think there, there's also a lot that goes into it with we're still in the, the baby stages of how much do we observe what NIL does to the game? Because because right now for Nebraska, I don't think it played like a giant part in it, but obviously it probably played a little bit with, with Dylan Riola and maybe some of these recruits on potentially what, what NIL does coming in. We, we see it with some other sports, what it's able to do for volleyball, maybe some basketball. Um, but there's going to be an adjustment period for all of these teams. I think it's going to be easier for someone like USC to see success. I think initially you'll have the haves and the have-nots with where the success has been. But I think some of that will even itself out because these teams will start to play each other every year. It won't be, well, look at the Big Ten West. That's kind of a – that's the sickos division of of the FBS. Proud to be but, that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. you got to embrace that now. Like, yeah. and, and we did. But going forward, you're not just playing each other anymore. You're going to you're gonna have a season where it's – you're playing USC and Washington. USC and Ohio, garbage. And Ohio State. And, and Penn State. And it's like – well, this this is a stupid like, yeah, this sucks. Sucks. like like this doesn't look fun. And then you're you're gonna be like, oh well, at least we've got Rutgers, and Rutgers is gonna be like, well, this is a year that we're gonna win eight games. Right? And it's like, okay, well, that wasn't any that wasn't anything easy. And of course, you still have Iowa at the end of the year. Like these are things that are gonna happen, not just for Nebraska, but for the rest of the Big Ten West, even the Big Ten East, where they're used to going. Okay, we we've got to face these these three teams that are at the very top. And then we can kind of beat up on each other a little bit and we'll get a couple of games against the Big Ten West. They no longer really have that either. They're going to get maybe some more against the old Big Ten West teams. But are they able to adjust that now they get to play them a little bit more? Does that become more wins for those teams? Like, does, does Indiana suddenly get more wins if they don't have to play Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State in the right, same yeah. year? Right. That I, I don't know. But I, I think initially you'll have the teams kind of where they are. Michigan's good. Ohio State's good. Um, Washington will probably be good. Oregon's good. Um, U- USC will probably be top half. Like, like you'll immediately have some of those things. But where where do teams kind of start to sort themselves out after two years, after three years? I don't know about that. Okay, that's fair. So you, I think you kind of just answered my next question. Uh, of the four recent additions to the Big Ten, I think you've said USC will probably be the most successful right off the bat. Is that fair to say? I, I think they, they've got the most stability right now. Like, like what, I would love for it to be Washington or Oregon because those just feel like more fun brands in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Like, want nothing to do with L.A., but 
but you've had you've had Lincoln Riley there for a couple of years. Like they just feel like they're the weirdly USC is the most stable program out of the four. I don't see. I, I disagree. I, just, I think I, it's I Oregon. Would say, I was in Oregon. I think it's guy. Oregon because yeah. USC has Oregon. no lick of defense, and they are going to struggle getting into the Big Ten. But they're playing Big like, Ten defenses, right? But yeah. but it, but if you're a, just say you're a, you're you're Minnesota, yeah, and you're down twenty one, yeah. What what does it matter what you like? What your like, defense does, yeah. Yeah, but that, yeah. If if you're down twenty one, what what is your defense now going to help you with? If USC just says, all right, well. We'll run the ball three times, or we'll throw a couple of screen passes and burn some clock, and then we'll punt it to you because we're up twenty-one and you can't score twenty-one points. Right? Like, like there's there's some of that where I think those offenses, especially this year, this is weird that this was the last year of the Pac-12, and it was perhaps their best year overall as a league. Yeah. Right. And and like they were so dynamic, dynamic offensively and defensively across the league. USC, obviously, not so much with their defense. But I think they still have enough on the offensive side that they can be dangerous. Now, the, does Oregon have a better defense? Yeah. Does Washington still have a better defense? Yeah. I think USC just tried to get in shootouts because they knew what their offense had. Yeah. Like they just couldn't do, they couldn't stop anybody, but they were going to score a million points. Live by the we sword, have die Caleb by Williams. the sword. Let's yeah. just go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so they did that. So I think there's still going to be times that USC tries to do that. It's so weird that they're like so much the antithesis of Iowa. If they could ever right. figure out you can field an, a defense, yeah, like what is what does that look like? If you're mid two thousands USC and you go, oh, you're allowed to have a defense. Yeah, that's always. <laughs> I mean, that's been my biggest fear with those guys coming in is just that like you look at the Big Ten West offenses this year. You get down two scores, the game's over, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I don't care what their defense looks like. We fail to score. Like we right. just can't you can, play you can stop them. You can stop them as many times as you want. Right. But <laughs> if they get up, if they get up there's you're not catching them. Right. And you look at the, and, and as, as we talked a little bit about the NFL, like the 49ers were down 14 and my wife was getting really upset because right. she's followed all the Taylor Swift stuff. And you've got the, the fullback for the 49ers um, use check. And his wife mm-hmm. has made all of the different mm-hmm. uh, des- jackets, designs, yeah. things um, and made one for Taylor. So, so she's like, I, I want to have that Super Bowl meetup. But between the, the use checks and, and, and Taylor Swift. And so I was like, well, they're losing. You might not get that. And she was like, oh, there, there's still time. There's still time. I was like, yeah, they're, they're down 14, though. Right. And Detroit has the ball. And then they go for it on fourth and goal. And I was like, all right, well, they're within a touchdown. And then I go, all right, well, they tied it. Yeah. All right, well, they're winning. And she's like, oh, wow, that oh, fast. Right. And I was like, yeah, that fast. Like, I'm yeah. surprised, too. Yeah. And I've been watching football my whole, lot, whole life, not the last three months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're an NFL team. Dan Campbell. It, <laughs> sorry, it, sorry. I saw that but, it's not an original analogy. But Dan Campbell hit blackjack mm-hmm. and then said, hit me. Yeah. Like, dude, take the goddamn <laughs> points. Yeah. But but my, my point with all of that is who in college football has been saying they want a 49ers type offense? Matt Rule. Well, a lot of yeah, people, Rule, but, yeah. but specifically what we've been hearing here is Matt Rule wants that. Yeah, How right. often is he sharing images of Christian McCaffrey yeah. with the X factor, the way he's holding the football? How often is, is he talking about the things that the 49ers do well with – the Mr. Irrele- Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. Like, like you have those types of things happening where, so, so to put that into terms for Nebraska, yeah, there are a lot of times that Nebraska, one score got down and we all went, 
I don't know. I don't know if they can come back, guys. Game's over. I I, I don't know if the offense has it today, and defense isn't going to stop them. Whatever. So I I think there's enough in place that you're setting the foundation as we look when these four teams come in. What what is going to happen for three or four years down the road? You still have programs like Nebraska that are now only going into year two of that coach. Like it, it's and and you have Washington coming off a national championship, losing their head coach. Mm. That's so hard to try to pin. Where are all these programs going to be able to adjust? Sands divisions, even yeah, and in Michigan now without their head coach, like without most of their coaches. Yeah, staff. yeah. There's so much movement that happens year to year. Some of it's going to be all right. Kind of what is your program, Ben? Who who's even around? But a lot of it's going to be in three years, Washington might not look anything like Washington. Nebraska might not look anything like Nebraska. How does Michigan handle success, but then their coaching staff leaving? They're, they're like, there are so many other question marks that go into the adjustment for any of these teams in a new league without divisions. Do you see, the, because obviously a, a large portion of that Michigan staff is leaving to go to the Chargers. Bye. I don't think that's a shock. Okay, bye. No. Okay, bye. Do, <laughs> are they seeing something we're not? Are, are their potential real ramifications coming for that Michigan program that could potentially hamper recruiting and performance down the road? I think there are, but I also think some of it, look at who Matt Rule brought with him multiple stops. Like, 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 like Jim Harbaugh, like he's got a lot of those guys. He's worked with them, and he said, I'm going back to the NFL. These are the guys I've worked with. These are the guys that I want to bring with me. And there's so much of that in the, the coaching profession and in the coaching family. It's, it's a lot more, these are the guys I've worked with, or they've worked with somebody that I, I like the way they do things. Uh, like, think, think about keeping, uh, keeping uh, Riola as the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. It's Matt Rule talked about how much he liked who Riola had learned from as an offensive line coach, what kind of style he wanted for that offensive line. And I know there was a lot of us that are like, I don't know. That seems like that, yeah. was, that, that was the worst position group. Yeah, why, we were, would, why would yeah. you keep that coach? And there, there were the reasons behind that in, in what Matt Rule wanted from that head coach. So a lot of it becomes, I'm comfortable with this guy for the things that I want to do. So I think so much uh, for what's happening with Michigan, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers and him bringing some guys with him is so much more about Harbaugh being comfortable and those guys being comfortable with him. Right, and so I think... But, but Could I, Michigan be but, like Rich Rod? But but era, I, maybe? but I do think Michigan maybe. is going to get more than just a slap on the wrist coming. Like I do think those things are coming. Yeah, but, sure. But, it's but not necessarily the reason why all yes. these guys are bouncing. Yes, they they could probably go. Well, I kind of want to test the NFL, and then maybe maybe that's what puts them over the edge. Like they're they're ninety five percent they want to follow Harbaugh, and they're just going. Okay, maybe I've already got a ring here. Yeah, like exactly. It don't like, matter. Like they, they go, all right, I've, I've got, I, like we already won. Like we won the games on the field. Yep. Cheating, not whatever. Like they won the games. And and yep. so you, you add that and then go, well, do I want to be around like when the hammer falls? And then, okay, I guess I'll go to, I'll go to the Chargers. Like maybe, maybe for a couple of guys, that's what puts them over the top. But I think overall, so much more about the coaching profession is, where do you want to be and where are you most comfortable? And, and for a lot of those guys, it's with other coaches that they're comfortable in knowing how they operate, especially when it's the head coach. They're comfortable. This is how the head coach wants things. Because if you go work under a new head coach, think about Tim Lester going to work under Kirk Ferentz. It's 
Well, he, yeah. he might want he might want to do some things, but Kirk Ferentz has been doing this since the Great Depression. Yeah. Like, this, this is how he wants things. Don't I don't care what you did up there in Michigan. Like this is what Kirk Ferentz wants. So I think there's a lot more about being familiar with somebody and, and being comfortable. Yeah. Um. Just real quick, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say uh, maybe we go around the table, do your Super Bowl predictions, and then uh, we we wrap up. Well, uh, Chiefs 49ers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I the bet on that? <laughs> uh, speaking of betting, I, before we get to that, I really quick segment. Yeah, just I, real quick. Just hold on. Yeah. Normally, I, I prefer back to God order. damn it. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Caleb, before the episode, we, we were Wait. talking a little bit about gambling. Who was that? <laughs> I, I, I did okay, it. I was okay, trying okay, to get sorry. him to yeah. spit take. <laughs> that was good. Um, <laughs> you're a shithouse, bro. <laughs> you're incest. But... Before the episode, we got to talk a little bit about gambling. Um, I am, I, I believe, the only gambler on the podcast. You are the backdoor king. But, yes. Uh, but I, I wanted you to share the story because I phrasing? asked you. Phrasing? Are we not doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> no. Oh, that's no. That's the phrase. Like, that's <laughs> normally he but, prefers yeah. backdoor. Do you <laughs> respect his, hey, no interviews. Respect we, his decision. We got to share a quick discussion, and I asked you what the most degenerate bet you've ever made was. <laughs> and it's. A fantastic story. Okay, so so for anyone and like for you guys too, because like you guys, I guess, don't really bet, but you can you can play around with this because it's a little bit fantasy ish. So there's this app called Fliff, and you can get some coins, and there's experience, and and it'll also give you some dollars. Like you can figure it all out on there. I can help you guys with it. But ultimately, you can exchange that for real money without you putting any money into it, as long as you cross cross a certain threshold, or you can get gift cards like so so that's physical things you can get from it without having to put money into it mike likes good deals but does but i'm a sucker for within all of that because i work on the morning like a morning show i'm up at my alarm goes off at 350 in the morning so many of that is all right what's on and and there's a little bit of like 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 the the australian open has been on that's been great um there is this i describe it as indian tackle tag Okay. Um, oh. and, and it, it's I'm called intrigued. Kabaddi and it, like, look it up. It is phenomenal. And, and it's played in like India, Pakistan, and I think somewhere else, but like, that's you, not, that's not on flip. That's phenomenal. Do you but, watch it? Oh, you can't yeah. bet on it, but yeah, you do watch but, it. But we watch it. It comes on at 8 a.m. on weekdays. We bad. pull it up on ESPN plus. Oh my God. Is it phenomenal? What's it called? Indian tackle tag. Kabaddi. Oh. Kabaddi. Okay. Kabaddi. Sorry. Maybe we should do like Rocky um, Kabaddi. Yeah. Catching Kabaddi's over here. Yeah. It, it was, it was rivalry week. You guys just missed rivalry oh, week. Oh, we missed the There's rivalry, a rivalry week. <laughs> you guys of course just missed there is. rivalry week. But, but to get to, to get How to your question. How much money did you make on Kabaddi? I've made, you can't, you, you can't bet on it. That's not one of them on there, but I was going, okay, what's on here? I want to throw together a, I want to put 50 cents on a parlay. Let me throw 50 cents on a parlay. I was like. Well, there's Korean women's basketball. <laughs> Do you know the name of the team oh you bet on? God, no. I can, I can probably find it. He's going to become an expert here. But, but I was like, I don't know. Let, let's, throw, let's throw it on them. And then I was like, okay, well, there's, Chi- there's, like, there's Chinese basketball going on, too. Let's, let's throw it on the Dragons. Well, who's, who's Caitlin Clark of the Korean women's basketball yeah. team? <laughs> Dude, I have... I have I have no idea, but like when K- you, we, Caitlin Crow. but when you go and you're like, you're like, oh, I don't like that one. No, good. that's getting cut. What? Oh, no, what? No, <laughs> you, you, what? you just got everyone canceled. Oh, yeah. did I? You just yeah. got everyone canceled. Cancered? Sorry. No, no, stop. No, sorry. No, not sorry. 
but but if, it, if if it's if it's like our show starts at six and it's five fifty eight and we're like, all right, what's on? F it. All right, let, fifty cents there. Let's throw a seven leg parlay between Korean women's basketball, Chinese men's basketball, Australian Open, and the FA Cup is on. All right, let, let's let's hope they end in a draw. I don't know. Yeah. Did you win? Yeah. You <laughs> won. That, that's one that I won. Oh my lord. <laughs> that's one of course that I won. You did. <laughs> Dude, that's it's a crazy Blind betting. Blind betting, and that's. Again, the, the app is called Flip, but there's so much of it that I'm like, I know Flip. nothing about any of these teams. These pick colors. But, but I think they can cover the 14 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> they just look like they like, can. Like they, it just, from the name that the I, I can absolutely pronounce, they can cover the 14 uh, and a half. <laughs> and then, then, I'm, then I'm looking up at the score and I'm like, why are they losing? Why are these sons of bitches losing? <laughs> what, who's paying you guys? What's wrong with the dragons? So, so yeah, so there's only one team named the dragons of the oh. Chinese basketball league. Thank you. Who do um, they play? I don't know. The, the like, throwing I, stars, idiot. I, I'm not answering any of these questions. You've already canceled everybody here. Yeah. yeah. Um, put but, you guys on the map. But, but, but yeah, that's it. There can be some fun ones that, that pop up like that where you're like, I didn't know Korean women's basketball was a thing. But here's a nickel. Like, awesome. I guess, I guess let, let, let's see what happens with that. That's so fun. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, Mike, Flip. you wanted to get into the Super Bowl prediction. Yes. Sorry. Go around the table, say who's going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. KB, we'll start with you. Okay. Niners. The Jerry. Sh- the, the chefs. It's going to be unbearable. The chefs. Taylor Swift. Mm. She's going to win no matter what. Win yeah. or lose. Yeah, she wins. <laughs> I, uh, here's, here's the better question. Does Travis Kelsey propose on the field? No, they, I heard they're getting, they, they're planning their summer engagement. I heard that okay. would be crazy. That's awesome. So, yeah. Have that you guys already so done awesome. the math on her getting back from Japan? Just no. performing no. in Tokyo, like literally the day before. Nah, wow. she's sending a body double. Yeah. Not a, not a thing. Hologram. Not a thing. Yeah. She got Taylor. that kind of money. They're, no, they're I, I, I think, um, I, I honestly think the 49ers are going to win though. 49ers are going to win the game. Okay. Okay. I feel gross, and I'm going to have to take a shower when I get home mm. after saying this, but I, I believe the Chiefs will win. Mahomes gets his third. Yeah. I feel gross saying that. I, I, actually, I respect the Chiefs. I respect every one of the players. I respect the hell out of Andy Reid. Love just, Andy Reid. Yeah. Sure. I'm just tired of their fans. That's it. Um, but, yeah, I think the Chiefs will win. If um, you're tired of the fans... Mm. How much crossover though is there between Chiefs and Husker fans? Yeah, I hate and, Husker fans and, too. And, we and, don't and, win. No, 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 no. <laughs> and what happens when we do? Yeah. How unbearable are oh we God. going to be? It's oh, going to be awesome. Caleb, <laughs> here's the thing. I've been self-loathing since I was like 14. <laughs> so there's going to be no difference for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, what I said when someone asked me who was going to win the NFC or AFC championship game. I said, Quarterback advantage, experience, goes to the Chiefs. Mm. So, they, they've done it. So, we've got three Chiefs, two Niners. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. I don't like it one bit. I don't like yeah. it at all. But it is one. My, my, my prediction is partially just because I want Brock Purdy to win. Oh, I I think everybody I want, in America, I want him, Yeah, I want win. him to win. Mm. Um, this is the worst can, This is the worst offense the Chiefs have had. Yeah. 
uh, over over their run with Patrick Mahomes and but their best defense. still found a way. They just no, find no, a way. No, no, no. I, I know. I know they're finding a way. It's but annoying. They, but they also had non generational talent Lamar Jackson show up in the championship. <laughs> that yeah. seems targeted. <laughs> that one seems targeted. You're talking about me canceling. You're going to cancel yourself by saying Targeting. that take right there. Yeah. Ugh. Bad yeah. take. Yeah, I know. But but I, I think there's there's still. Even with it being Brock Purdy, and if you want to call him a game manager, whatever, there are so many weapons on that offense. Right. They have Christian McCaffrey. Like, He's alone. Like, all right. Like, alone. Like, you can stop right there. Like, if that was all of your offense, you're okay. I mean, yeah. Poverty Panthers, they, can, they were okay. Can we talk about Christian McCaffrey in Carolina sitting out with paper cuts, and now he's... Superman in San Francisco. Yeah, well, doesn't play. He barely plays with Matt Rule, his head coach. But now all of a sudden, he's just healthy all the damn time, isn't he? He saw the writing on the wall. He didn't want to die every week, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, I wouldn't like, want to play just, there either. Like, like, dude, that dude wants to make a bunch of money. I'm gonna and, and die. Win games. I'm gonna die for David Tepper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. said no one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Caleb. Tell the listeners uh, where they can listen to you, where they can find you. Your probably home address. Like your, probably your social tags, not your address. But well, you, you can know. listen to me on at least two episodes of No Block, No Rock. Boom, bam, yeah. two of them. There you go. At least two of them. I'm leaving it open for in case in the future that I'm on another one. Yeah. Fourth, uh, fourth episode, you get a t-shirt. Oh, phenomenal. When yeah. do I get a tattoo? Uh, uh, 1,000 YouTube fo- yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can do that whenever. <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm self-conscious. He's rubbing off on you. I know. I heard that. It's starting to happen a little bit. There's just the air escaping. Uh, You can get me on Twitter at iCalebHenry. It's like iPhone and then Caleb Henry. Um, And then I I work at KLIN. So if you go to KLIN.com, you can read a lot of what I work on. Also, allhuskers.com, HuskerMax, all of those places. You can read a lot of what I work on, digest some of my content. But Twitter is probably the best place because it's a little bit unfiltered at times. Also, there's a lot of really fun pictures of my daughter. We watch a lot of Bluey. Yeah. yeah. Your Twitter is really fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I, I send a lot of your tweets into my group chats. So. Here's the thing. I actually, so uh, I, I picked up a part-time job recently. Oh, and, 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 I, and I went and when I applied, they were like, oh, Caleb with a K. Yeah, I follow you on Twitter. I was like, so do I still get the job? <laughs> Are you it was nice to meet you. <laughs> I was like, oh, and they were like, yeah, yeah, you're hilarious. I was like, okay, good, yeah, yeah, this, good, this, yeah, this, good. This, this, everything's fine. Yeah, don't scroll back to 2012. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's no. good, Mike. That's good. <laughs> no. Okay, guys, go to nbnrpodcast.com. We got merch, past episodes, all that jazz. Go to Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I think that's all. TikTok. Instagram. TikTok. Of course, TikTok. Sorry. Instagram. YouTube. I said Instagram. Okay. I don't know. I'm colorblind. We need Reels. a thousand subscribers on YouTube. And Wait. Caleb is getting a tattoo with us. What, yeah. was, what was that app that, that was like that Instagram made that was cool for like oh, threads. Threads. threads? We're on that. Yeah. Yeah, we're it was cool that. for like a week. Are you guys yeah. on like Be Real? I am. Are you actually? Yeah. I never use it. I yeah, downloaded no. it. I used it for a couple months. And wow. Then. Be fake. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> did you have that one ready? Are you did, I that? didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Straight out of the holster. It's great. That's why he's the sports director at KLI. That's how you yeah, backdoor a joke. That's right. Oh, don't do it. No, you already got no, it. Oh, yeah. it. It's limited to two drops an episode. No, only two but, backdoors. Got but we it. have like a tab because we haven't used it in so many episodes. We could probably hit it like 10 yeah. more times. We've got a, we've got a line been a credit. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It had. I thought we were over it.
Never. Never. You, you might have to lube the button if you want to use it enough. Lube yeah, the usually button. No, the old back door. <laughs> the old back door lube button. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Let's try it. Go. And you're talking about, okay. And I said the, okay. Yeah, you did. Gotta go. You I did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, I definitely did. did. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No. Oh, no. No. Stop. No. No. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy. No. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Connor Cavillac. God damn it. That's Caleb Henry. <laughs> GBR. <laughs> That's always GBR. We have a saying no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs> <laughs>